Good morning. I am so thrilled to be here this morning to see you all who are praying for me, even those of you who do not know me, but I know you are praying for me. It's a great joy for me to be here. You have a beautiful town, and most importantly, the people are really wonderful. You are very good welcoming people, make them feel good. I feel really home, so thank you for that. And um, I want to thank you for this great opportunity. Um, and thank you for everything you are cooperating, cooperating to make happen, to change lives in my uh, community and my country. You, we are co-workers in God's work. No matter I am in Haiti, you are, you are here. We will share together the crowns in heaven. We need to keep press on serving, loving, and being obedient to our God. And whether you are here, whether we are in Haiti, we are in the same pile, the people of God, willing to be in eternity together. Um, we, the picture you seeing right now is the Mother's Day, as you see um, in our church. Uh, we celebrate Mother's Day as um, in Haiti, life is hard. But the young people, they will go in the forest, they will go in the trees, look at some pieces of flower from the trees, and to bring a church and to tell the mother, we love you. We have nothing to give you, but this flower means that we love you. And uh, usually we have a special teaching on Mother's Day um, uh, tell, talk about the mothers and the Bible and encourage the people to love and respect the mothers. So they often honored the caretakers on Sunday. Um, this young woman, she's 17 years old, and uh, she just took the government exam. School is tougher in our country than here. And then you have to study really hard. She's, the, she's at the top of her class. Very good grade. And um, she took the government exam. And she is in a high school session. And she, did, she told me, Pastor, I did great. And I'm very confident that I will uh, pass the exam and move to the next class. If you don't pass it, you have to redo the class. Next picture, please. Um, this is like one of our young um, orphan, and this is the tree. This tree is from his garden at the orphanage, and um, the, this is a pepper, green pepper, and they sell. We let them sell them 
either we buy them at the orphanage and let them cook them. So we put, we take the money and we open a bank account for them. So when they grow up, when they need to go to college, they can find this money. Or if they need something and we are not able to provide, and then we use wisely this money, they have a little bank booklet and they, they hold it. So each of them will have like a little square, maybe 10, 10 square foot, 20 square foot, 30, 30 square foot of garden. And uh, we are also very blessed that Pastor Dennis, we went to Home Depot and we, we bought lots of seeds. They will be really, really blessed. And uh, next time when we come, it will be even in pictures. Next one, please. This is the headquarter of the ministry. Um, the first building we have, and when we, come, when we came to the area, there was no building in the area. And having this building, I didn't have any hope of having money to build such a building. For our culture and our country, this is a good standard building. And uh, so we have the high school section in it, and then we have the technical um, sections in it. And uh, what you see, the net is the volleyball net. Every, it's summer. At the people from our church, they will come every morning and play, and play volleyball. And I am with them. I like to jump high and spark and, and, and the ball. And I serve also really, really hard. And they play, they play um, basketball too. This building, um, we, we came in town with the first computer. And, um, and the, with the first computer, we, the Lord used us to um, educate a train of 800 people in town. And it was, I came with, in 1991 with the first computer in town. And with this one computer, there were 10 people behind one screen to learn because that was the first computer in town in 1991, when I graduated in uh, business management uh, from Fox Valley Technical College in Appleton, Wisconsin. So, and um, we not only train people in computer, but in accounting, the first accounting school and uh, in town to train people for World Vision International, for government office. We were very um, famous because uh, everybody says, let me go to Lavo's school to learn computer, to learn accounting. And uh, so when you need a job, so you go there. Next picture, please. That's the school and the second largest building. It, it is bigger than the one that you, you saw. And this is what you are praying and you are acting, spending your money and um, you go and visit. So this is where we put the money. Uh, I'm telling you that when this building is done, it will be a nice building and the best building um, in the area where we, where we build it. And it will be a good-looking um, building for our Haitian standard. Not for here. You have too many good architecture. <laughs> so, and thank you so much for helping with this. We hope to be able to cover the rest of the second floor 
and um, to make the difference. In front of it, there will be uh, a volleyball court, a soccer field. Um, it is 190 feet long. Um, so, and then we'll have uh, volleyball also, and it um, basketball. So thank you so much for your help. So it's, you can see what you are helping us to do. Next one, please. These are the orphans, the ones you are praying for them every day. And we have a very wonderful kids' choir. When they sing, you would love to see them. I'm, I'm sure some, someday Pastor Dennis will put them on screen, give you a little crap when, when they are singing. They sing and they have the joy. We have young people at church willing to give their time to help uh, with them, training them how to sing. And the kids, uh, we have talented kids um, in them. They, they will become their own choir um, director. They like singing, and they are really very good. Oh, recently, I forget to say that. They were invited to another church in town to sing. That was, that was pretty rewarding. And, um, and people, people like this little choir, than even a big choir in our church. And we, we thank you. That's, we address them like that when they go to, to sing. Um, and it is really great. And there is one thing that I like the most. There were those kids, are 90% from a voodoo family, superstitious family, and now they come, they are singing, lift their hand and praise God. And this is the most important thing um, I want to see happen. Um, then more than anything, draw them closer to God. And it's really happening. Next picture, please. Um, in our church, our tradition, every last Sunday of February, we have a baptism feast. There were 40 people baptized last, uh, last year. And February, um, <laughs> thank you. Just before I came, last Sunday before I came, there were a group of 17 people that received the Lord, and then they didn't want to wait for February, they say, Pastor, we want to be baptized. And first time I forget about that. And they came to me second time, third time. I said, before I leave for the state, we will make it. So last Sunday before I came, we have a baptism, um, baptism for seven, 17 of them, which was great. And February, we'll have more in a baptism phase. Thank you. Next one, please. This is what, what is like very important to me. We not only educate people. These are the, com the graduate um, at the end of June. We not only educate people. Our goal is to evangelize people to every single thing we are doing. So they, were, they graduated at the end of June. And um, that was... Uh, um, uh, 30th um, group of people we graduate uh, from, from over 800 people that we have. So when, when they graduate, they can go out and find 
um, find a jobs. Or either some of them establish their own little computer setting. You come, it's a poor country, and you pay someone, and you they, they type a sheet like that for you. Uh, and um, whether they take 50 cents uh, from you, whether they take a dollar, they usually take one dollar from you. And if they do 10 per day, 100, they make, they make a, a living with that. It's a poor country. Not everybody has a computer. Next one, please. We not only teach in the words, but we also um, do what we call community works. This is a, a water well, a hand pump. You pump the water. Um, the reason we do that, in our country, you go to the river. Pastor Dennis and uh, many of you who went to Haiti, you saw the big river we crossed before we got the orphanage. And people go there, and uh, they, get, they get the water from the river, and they use... Um, they used like, um, uh, uh, I forget the name, it's in front of me, um, and to clean the, the water. And when they use, they put it in it, and then what, what happened is they think that it is clean, they kill all the, all the microbes, all the champs, and which is wrong. So many people die with um, malaria, typhoid, uh, infectious disease. Imagine that a woman goes to the river and take a take um, uh, swim in the river to take a, like um, a bath and then expose to that water. Imagine what it is. So they get a lot of infectious disease. When we drill a well, it helps people to get clean water 150 feet deep and it improves life. Um, less people who use this water have access to clean water, and they, they, they get better living uh, or sanitary condition uh, with that. The people that don't have money to go and buy water, a bottle of water, as you do, um, the fewer people who can, it's okay, but most of the people can't. So when we drill wells, we go to Rotary International, and we ask for help, uh, and we have like a well drilling machine that uh, we, we dig the well, we facilitate other people to have a better water to drink. This is a, a community latrine. Uh, when I look around me and see people dig a little hole like that, and uh, it's a shame to say, but it is the reality. Because if you, when you come to Haiti, you will see that they have a little hole not really well done, and they sit on it, and then this is the latrine. So we look for help and we build them, and that's a sex family room. You see one side, that's a sex family latrine. We have one door for each room, for each family. They have their own key, they open, and, and then they go inside, use it as a latrine, and it is better sanitary and we teach them how to clean it and to wash also their hand after they, they use it. So through everything we do, we bring the gospel. So we tell them, this is the life today. 
But tomorrow, you don't want people to help you with a latrine. Um, heaven will be perfect. But we, we just need to help you, but help you with your soul to know God is the best thing than anything. But as people, we have people of heaven, but we're still here. We need those things, so we're helping them. This one, please. This is the church we are building. We started in the year 2000. The school started in 1987 with 17 students from the street. So we grew up, uh, we hit over 1,000 students in it. Um, in the year 2000, after six months of Bible study, five, uh, five students came to God, they received God, and then we decided to start the church with the five students in a school room. And today, about 500 people are worshiping God every Sunday morning, and they are um, doing the same thing like you, worshiping God. Thank you. Praise God. Praise his name. This is the orphanage you sent money to build. You pray for. And um, this is the place where we get the kids. There are two large rooms um, for boys and two large rooms for girls. And plus, we were blessed with the, your help to build a cafeteria for them. They used to sit on the floor, and now they sit on the table. And you know the table? I forget to say that in the first uh, service. The table, some of the orphans, the oldest orphans, they are used, they help build the, the benches and the table. Um, we praise God and we thank you for your help. Keep praying for us. And that's a big difference. We started from nothing and today God is giving good things. We're making a big difference and thank you so much. That's all for now. <laughs> Thank you. Let's bow before God or before he, the teaching. God, we thank you for this wonderful day, beautiful morning. Thank you for taking me here. And thank you for the people to welcome me in this sanctuary. Lord, we praise your name. Please use me and a few words for your teaching this morning and prepare the heart to receive your word. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, shortly, the little topic or the topic we, we're touching on this morning is obedience to God. And uh, I will not have a formal reading, but I, I will go in different places in the Bible, and um, I will make sure that most of the thing I will say, and um, I point out the verse where I take my reference. Um, we all have children, and we all want our children to obey us. 
We want them to listen to what we want them to do and to say. When they do what we want them to do, what we want, the way we want them to behave. So we are all happy about it. And um, we feel great because they obey us. The best word to describe um, the word obey it come is obedience. So obedience is like defined as dutiful or submissive compliance to the command of the one authority. Using this definition, we see the elements of biblical obedience. Dutiful means it is an obligation to obey God. And just as Jesus fulfilled his duty um, for his father or to the father by dying on the cross for a sin, Jesus is one of the best model to imitate as obedience. The suffering was so big, so hard, he could leave the cross. But he decided to obey God, and God is pleased with that. Sometimes we have very difficult time, but we have to obey God, not to obey our own mind, our own thoughts. Submissive indicates that we yell our wills to God, to God's command, speak of himself, whose authority is total and, and unequivocal. For the Christian, obedience means complying with everything God has commanded. It is our duty to do so. We are totally to be obedient to God. It is important to remember that our obedience to God is not solely a matter of duty. We obey Him because we love Him. According to John 14, 23. Also, we understand that the spirit of obedience is as important as the act of obedience. We serve the Lord in humility, singleness of heart, and love. 
the Pharisees in Jesus' time relentlessly pursued acts of obedience to the law. They blindly obey to the law. They want to be to be conform and conformity with the law more than they conform to the obedience to God. Everything that is in the law, they are okay with that. And Jesus take an example for them. Sometimes they look like a white thumb. The outside is really great, but the inside is really bad. Jesus wants us to, to look great inside. One of the things I like with Jesus, he heals our soul before our body and any healing process. Because he knows that heaven is better than everything. So the Bible is telling us to obey God and anything that is we are doing. God is the owner of obedience and he totally wants us to obey. Without Christ, even our best, most righteous words are as 50 raps. The Pharisees' external obedience still lack something, and Jesus exposed their fear attitude, their hypocrisy, and obeying to the letter of the law while violating its spirit characterized their lives. And Jesus rebuked them sharply. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outside, but inside they are full of dead man's bones and all uncleanness. God is looking for a clean heart from us. And what, what we claim, we say we are and in the in our outside, our affluence, we mean to mean it and anything in our behavior and our action with others. So I want to um, lightly touch on some of the reasons we have to obey God. The first reason we have to obey God, God saves us. We should obey him according to Romans 8 verse 1. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Why should we struggle to obey him. It's normal. Reason one, it is our duty 
according to Acts 20, verse 28, it is a duty. Through his death on the cross, Christ has purchased us. He paid everything for us. So we should be Christ's children. Of course, we are. We are children of God. We are to do what he commands us to do. Of course, we are not to obey to be saved. Salvation comes first, and obedience should follow. But obedience goes deeper than duty. Obedience should come from the heart, done because we want to, not forcing you because we have to. They don't have to force you to obey. It's, a, it's like from a heart. There are three main, three main reasons we, for obeying. Faith. If we don't have faith in God, we will not, you will not come to church. We come to church to become better. And in my culture, we usually say, we come to church this morning, God washes. We are sometimes like dirty clothes, and God will wash away your sin and will encourage you to serve him better, but to use the same clothes. God keep using us. God doesn't throw us away. So he's washing us. And faith, by faith, we come to church and learn about God. Hope. We have big hope that one day this life on earth will be done. Will be in the perfect life. And then with the wisdom of the of our creator, we we know that someday life will be better. That's our hope. To be with him in the perfect life where there is no disease, where there is no death, where there is no war, where there is no killing. So we will be with Jesus. There will be no gossiping, no fighting. We will be perfect. This will be the perfect life. We won't be sick anymore. No headaches. We have to trust him and that. His perspective is much better than ours. Obedience expresses faith and his wisdom and love. And Ephesians 2, obedience is what he commands. He, he, made, he made us for, and life works better if we are to tune with the way we were made. Adam, Adam and Eve, they were made to obey God. And God told them, do not eat from the trees and the mirror of the garden. They listened it, 
But they disobeyed God, and they were encouraged by Satan to eat. So they disobey, and when you disobey God, you don't. God is not pleased with that. Remember, on the beginning, I said when your children do what you tell them to do, you you are all happy. I'm a papa. I'm happy when my kids obey you and they do the right thing. So God is pleased when you when we as believers, as his children, we do the right thing. There is no curse, no punishment. We don't punish our kids when they do when the full thing. So thirdly, the third reason. And according to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 14, 18, obedience also involves hope and a future blessing. I like that. And and a future blessing. We will be blessed tomorrow. And our future is with God. We will be blessed. So that's a hope to, to live in a place that is really holy. We can never imagine. We will be with God. Everything will be, will be joyful, happiness, everything. If there is no future, no future life, then Christianity will be foolish. Jesus promised that his disciple will find that eternal life is worth far more than anything they might have to give up in this age. Anything you give up to show love with people in whatever country, in your homeland, in other country, anything you give up the love of God, the hope we have, is better than anything. And Jesus addressed to the disciple. The tax collector did give up what he was doing to come to Jesus. And uh, this is the best thing we have to do. How will we say that we love others. We love God. If you don't love your neighbors, if you don't love other people, how will you say you love God? There is no way because you need to show your love to others. This said in Mark in Mark 10, 29, 30, everyone who is saved will have the joy of knowing God forever. But there are also rewards in addition to joy. This is pretty encouraging. Store up for yourself treasures in heaven. Work hard to please God to have treasures in heaven. In Matthew 
6, 19, 21, Jesus indicated in his parable that we will be rewarded for what we do in this life. We may, I'm still in the word, um, we may have to think that if there will be rewards, there will be also punishment. Paul also wrote about rewards in Ephesians 6, verse 8. The Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he does. This is reward in addition to salvation. Love is a fourth motive for obedience. This includes love for God and for people around us. Love for God and for people around us. It will be better. It will be better off if we obey God than if we do not. God's instructions are sensible, not arbitrary rules. They help people to get alone with each other. If we follow God's rules, that will, we will get alone better. Our love for God causes to obey him, to please him. In John 14, verse 15, Jesus says, If you love me, you will obey what I command you. And verse, Father, in verse 23, he says again, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. The book of John reports lots of examples. And one of them, the man who says, I know him, but does not do what he comments is a liar. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. According to 1 John 2, 4, verse 4 and 5, when you are united to Christ, you will be more like Christ. And reason five, our love for God means that we want to bring him favorable publicity so that others will come to love him. I'm telling you this. When other people see how you love, you show love for others, you love their love between yourself, among you, you practice love. It is like a commercial, like a publicity, a commercial to draw other people to buy this product, your, the love. And I can say our main product as believers is the love. That's the best commercial to draw others. Um, there is a, a woman in Haiti. She came to God and went to church, and she was like a very hard woman, very tough woman living in the house. 
And then listening to the word of God, she become another person, a believer, a Christian. And the fruit are great. The fruits of a believer are great. Love, patience, etc. And they may now she's bringing another life at home. And the man says that. said, hey, honey, you were such a tough woman and now I'm seeing another woman. What's happening? And she said, you know, I went to church and I listened to the word of God and I obey to what they're saying. I'm practicing them here. And the man said, take me to church. And he and um, he went to church, and both of them are believers. That's the best commercial if we practice it. So obedience serves as a witness to God and to the gospel. Obedience says that is great. It is good. And it is also wise, and we adore our God. Obedience is very important in a Christian life. Um, it is valuable, and it serves, or it deserves, it helps us to, dis to serve with a God with loyalty. In Matthew 5, 16, Jesus says, let your good deed be seen so people can see them and praise your Father in heaven. Do wonderful things. Let people see them so people can praise your Father in heaven. But if they are not good things, you need to hide them. In Titus 2, 5, a bad example will bring the gospel to this dispute, this respect. But a good example can help people be favorable, disposed, to God. Be willing to come to God. Paul says in Philippians 1.27, whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner, in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Help the gospel be favorable. Associate with good things. Associate the gospel with good things. Not bad. What you're doing, going to Haiti and help us and bring, help us bring favorable things to the people to love God, is it is great. If we really want to enjoy an eternal life be an eternity, 
without a life, with, without lying, cheating, stealing, and other behavior. If we really want that sort of life, then we want it now, not just in the future. Let's practice it before heaven. The whole Trinity, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is inviting you into a life of love, goodness, not a life of selfish, selfishness and sin, a holy life. If you want that, let's practice this. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Lavo. Would you pray over our church, please? Let's bow before God. Heavenly Father, you are holy. And you draw us together here this morning to praise your name, to listen to your word, and to be obedient to them. And uh, God, please give us a heart to obey you to do your will, and to encourage others through the practice of your love. Thank you for your word, and uh, thank you for everybody in this church, and thank you. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray.